Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Welcome to the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today is the athletic director from the South Lane School District, Garrett Bridgens. Garrett, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So we are here today to talk about an endowment fund created in honor of your late wife, Heather, who passed away from cancer April 8th that is designed to help every kid in college, every kid in Cottage Grove play organized sports. So we'll explain what, what that means. First of all, thank you for joining us and thank you for being so uh, willing to share your family story. This is a very difficult topic. Uh, you were a customer in the barbershop and told me about your uh, situation. And I was like, this is exactly why I do what I do with the podcast. And so I knew I wanted to have you on as a guest. And so again, thank you so much for being here and, and for sharing your story. That, thank you for having me and for this opportunity. I'm really grateful and um, not an easy story to tell, um, but an important one. And hopefully one that's going to have a, like a lasting legacy for not only, you know, my wife, but for our community of Cottage Grove and helping kids. Yeah, this is really huge. So uh, we're going to talk a lot today about uh, you and your wife and the work that you do. I had mentioned that you are the athletic director for the South Lane School District, which now does that cover uh, K through 12? Kind of. I'm the Cottage Grove High School athletic okay. director. Okay. Um, absolutely. I'm working with all of our, you know, our middle school programs and our youth organizations. Um, I mean, we're a small enough community that allows me to do that. Um, and it's really important that we do that because we want to have kind of a K-12 athletic system where we're supporting all kids and making sure our systems are working um, for everyone. So, yeah, I mean, it's not technically South, you know, the entire district, but it is. Oh, okay. So it's actually Cottage Grove High School. Okay. So, yeah. But uh, like I, it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah. And Cottage Grove has some great things going on as far as uh, youth sports. I mean, period. You know, like the, the baseball field I went to because my my girlfriend's nephew uh, is playing baseball. Her sister and her brother-in-law coach in Cottage Grove. I think we had talked about that off air. So yeah. uh, and so we, we love uh, going into their games. And I think he's in like fourth grade. And so uh, it's pretty there. His football games, he's intense. He's just a little tiny guy. He had a touchdown pass, which is huge in that level of football. You know, that's so amazing. Usually it's that's all amazing. runs. So, okay. Right. So we're here today uh, to talk about Heather. Before we go deep into the endowment, let's talk about Heather. Heather was an athlete, coach, and educator who grew up in Cottage Grove. And everything that I've read so far, the word that most embodied her spirit was kindness. I read that her motto was actually choose kindness. Can you tell me a little bit about her? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't even know really where to begin other than uh, amazing human being um, who, you know, was a, an incredible leader in our community, um, but everything was around kindness and empathy and um, 
but also high expectations and, you know, trying to see the best in everyone. And, um, but yeah, she grew up here in Cottage Grove, um, went to elementary school as, as did I, we went to the same elementary school. We were about six years, um, in difference in age. So we didn't go through the system together, but, um, she grew up in Cottage Grove, um, swam. She was a big, a big time swimmer for Cottage Grove high school. And there's, if you, if you know, Cottage Grove swimming, you know, the name Bud Taylor, he's kind of a, a legendary swim coach in, in the area, in the state. Um, and so she swam for Bud and, um, went on to swim in college at Linfield College. Um, and then uh, her parent, her dad was a teacher. Her mom worked in the in the school systems and um, she went and got her teaching degree and came back and started teaching language arts at Cottage Grove High School and um, eventually got her administrative license and became a school administrator. And she was the, uh, up until the point where she got sick, she was, um, she was the, excuse me, the principal at Bohemia Elementary School here in town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just been, um, and, you know, we can talk more about this, but just, you know, for her and I, like coming back, because I graduated from Cottage Grove High School too, like coming back and working in our community, like, you know, this was the place where we wanted to raise our family and, and you know, continue those amazing experiences that we had as kids ourselves and, and helping other families here in Cottage Grove and, and our own kids. Um, so we're really happy that we chose Cottage Grove. Yeah, and the you know I'm going to talk a lot today about uh, the website. So again, this is the Heather Cunningham Bridges Fund, and the website is hcbfund.org. Uh, so on there, there's kind of a lengthy uh, description of the work that she has done in the Cottage Grove community with youth sports, primarily, because uh, this is like I said, it's an endowment that is going to basically the goal is so that. Uh, down the road, if if the if you meet your goals, every student in the Cottage Grove youth sports programs can play for free, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a bit. But yeah, you had just mentioned that you both had roots in Cottage Grove. You left. You went to college in New Hampshire. Is that correct? Uh, I didn't go. To, I went out there and worked. Okay. I, I I ran track and field uh, at a school in California uh, for a year, and um, I was a hurdler and I got done with my sophomore year of running track and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, my legs were, my legs were tired at that point and beat up. So I came home and I finished out at the university of Oregon. So I'm a duck. Nice. Um, run through. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I went out and worked after college in New Hampshire. Um, and then I came home and, you know, a little quick backstory. My, my brother's a teacher. My dad was a, a middle school counselor. My mom was a language arts teacher. And I had vowed, I was like, I'm not going to be in education. <laughs> nice. I'm going to go do something else. Right. Well, I can't, I came home from working in New Hampshire and I was like, I need something to do. And I, I, I was really passionate about coaching. So I started coaching, um, and, uh, needed to figure out kind of what I wanted to do next and what I was going to do, you know, for life really. And, um, I started doing some substitute teaching, and realized I, I want to be in the classroom. You know, I like I was like, OK, I'm going to go the family way and I'm going to go go there. And this brings me kind of around to like how I met Heather and reconnected with Heather, because Heather and I grew up in the same church and we knew each other and our families knew each other. Um, but I came home from New Hampshire and um, started substitute teaching at Cottage Grove High School where she was working. And my brother was a social studies teacher at the high school. And back when they were teaching, they would do like ninth grade language arts and social studies in a block. So they had like, they would, they would team teach with each other. So my brother and, and Heather were, were, you know, teaching ninth grade language arts and social studies. So whenever my brother needed a substitute, he would book me as one of his subs. And so I'd go start working in the classroom as a sub and really started to get to know Heather that way. Um, and then finally got up the courage one day to 
you know, see if she would go have a drink with me or go out on a date with me. And um, kind of the rest was history from there. We were pretty inseparable after that. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, you, like you said, you were six years different. So as growing up, yeah. that's I mean, that, she's a kid. But then, but then as you become adults, it's like the ages, the ages change, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, it's like you, you catch up. And so then, yeah. So, I mean, that's what it, I read the article, which is really good on the website written by the Chronicle. Shout out to the Chronicle, by the way, covering, you know, uh, Springfield Cottage Grove and Cresswell. It's a great paper and it's 40 bucks a year if you'd like to subscribe. So definitely do that locals. But yeah, uh, I read that article and they talked about that kind of like the way that you guys uh, reconnected and then how it, you know, became a relationship. And then in 2007, you were married and now yep. uh, you have four kids, which that is what makes this story that much more challenging because four kids, usually dads don't do anything. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, so all jokes aside, this is, I mean, this is really serious, but yeah. when did you find out that Heather was sick and, and how did that process come to be? Yeah. And just a little quick about my kids. I've got a, a nine-year-old girl, uh, 12 and 13-year-old boys. And then we have a 24-year-old daughter um, that she came to live with us in 2015. She had some things going on in her life. She was a student at our school and she had babysat for us and some, had some things going on in her life. And so she came to live with us in 2015 and, um, you know, graduated high school when went on to Oregon State University, which was really weird because Heather and I were both ducks. But, you know, we supported her. Sure. You know? It's a good school. <laughs> right. No, it's an amazing school. I'm just I'm just I teasing know, yeah. the fans out there. Um, but anyway, so she came to be a part of our life. Um, but it, in 2016, in May of 2016, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it was, I think, stage three at that point um, when they when they diagnosed her. Um, but she went through, you know, chemo, double mastectomy, you know, radiation, everything. Um, did everything, she, you know, she was supposed to do with all of that, and was cancer free and clear, and doing doing fine and living her life, and you know, being an elementary principal and being a mom, and you know, all the, all those things, right? We had our family, we we're doing our thing, and then. Uh, 2021, uh, April, we, um, were on a spring break. We did our big family spring break trip. It was kind of coming out of the pandemic. So it was like really exciting. We went out and traveled, did a family trip. And then about two weeks after that, we were, uh, at her sister's house. And all of a sudden she had a little bit of like blurriness in her right eye. It felt like there was almost like just something wasn't right there. It just kind of happened instantly. Um, and then she started feeling some numbness, uh, that evening. And she's like, I'm, I, my face is a little numb and my hand's a little numb. And, um, so I, we, we took her to the emergency room cause we felt like maybe she was having a stroke or something was going on. Sure. Um, and so ended up in the hospital and scans and they discovered that the cancer had returned and manifested in her spine and brain. Oh. And what they told us at that point was, you know, if you do nothing, you've got about three months. Um, it was just like, like out of nowhere. Wow. Um, and, um, we were able to, you know, we talked to doctors across the country. We were talking to, you know, uh, doctors in Boston and doctors in Portland and in Texas. And, um, we came up with a treatment planned, um, for her and, you know, it was some immunotherapy and some radiation and some other things. And, um, but it was always at the point which just, they weren't, confident we were going to be able to do anything to really turn things around for her. So, uh, about a year later is when we lost her. Um, just was, I don't, yeah, I, I could go into all the, yeah. the detail of yeah. it, but it, that's just kind of our. So 2016 our, is when she was originally first diagnosed. 
Yeah. And then was in the clear. So by what, like maybe two years that after that, 2018, roughly. So there's a three year patch where it was almost like I'm a survivor. That's a thing of the past. And then, yeah. and then it resurfaced in 2021. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, we were doing all the, all of her checkups, all those things, the sure. blood work. It's just like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So now the, the kids, I mean, how have the children, how did their children respond to her being sick first of all? And then ultimately how have they kind of dealt with her passing? Yeah. Um, I mean, just think with any of that sort of thing, like the anxiety is always up here. Right. Yeah. And, um, it's so, yeah, it's just been a lot of anxiety feel, feel worries that my kids would have. And, um, I would have, and she would have, I mean, it was hard. It was really, really hard. The, I, um, living your life and doing all those things and the roller coasters of the first diagnosis and all of those worries. I mean, my, my, my youngest, she was, you know, only two at the time when, when we were, when she was diagnosed the first time, she doesn't really have a recollection of that, but my, my boys absolutely. And super hard. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a void. It's a void. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just, I think anybody that, you know, and just in terms of how we're dealing with it now and, I think anybody's experiencing grief. You understand that you like to say, you know, people come up how you guys are doing. And it's like the, the common answer, oh, we're doing okay. Right. But anybody's experiencing grief knows that it's this roller coaster. Right. And it comes out of nowhere. Um, some days you have good days and bad days. And, um, but we're doing okay and sure. um, trying to live life. And um, that was, you know, we, I was fortunate. Some people don't get this opportunity to write to talk to your wife about, you know, things that are going to happen in the future. And so, you know, we just, this idea that we have to move on, we have to live life. We have to find joy wherever we can. And, you know, and I'm trying to continue to live, you know, her, her way of life of empathy and kindness and yeah. all of the things. Right. And, and instill those in my kids as well as we, as we, that's why this story resonated so much with me because in 2012, I lost my mom and it was sudden, but my mom had a long struggle with depression, very different person than 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 heather you know that uh, i mean i think x outwardly she was so kind and so generous and thoughtful but inwardly she was really really tortured by a lot of trauma and different things unfortunately many women are you know from from childhood abuse and things like that but when i lost her one of the things that i always knew is i was going to carry on her legacy of kindness and that's why this story resonated so much with me and why i wanted to have you on and for my my empathy towards the kids and to you because I know how hard it was losing my mom at 30. I can't imagine losing, you know, a mom at eight or what, you know, I mean, it's, it's gotta be the most difficult thing. The most, you know, when you have a family support system, which I've met you and your kids in person in the barbershop smiles, I mean, you're living your life, you know, and the being there for each other. I know that them, the being, you being there for them, but they are there for you. And it's just amazing, you know, and, and, and I'm sure that when you look at them and you see her, that carries a lot of weight, you know, you know, to push through. And this is a beautiful thing that you're doing because, you know, instead of, you can't have idle hands, right? Like you have to stay busy. You have to actually put that. When I said to uh, live their legacy, you have to put that into action. And that's why you're, you know, that's what you're doing. And so, uh, yeah. Now I want to say before we move on and talk more in depth about the fund itself, uh, I want to say uh, talk about like what area of support has been the most beneficial. Yeah. Well, I just want to back up really quick too, just and talk about like how we're doing. Right. 
this is still like in the scope of everything. Sure. We're, we're almost at five months now. Right. And so we're still really figuring things out and grieving and all of those things. And um, so it's, it's not easy. And um, that's true. This is really part. fresh. Yeah. I mean, it was April. You're really fresh. And yeah, like think that we're doing okay. Yeah, we are doing okay, but you know, but we're not. Yeah. And um, we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out every day and um, being the single parent now and like trying to figure that all out. And, yeah. you know, your kids, like my, my kids are amazing and you're exactly right. They support me just as much as I'm trying to support them and yeah. huge. And, and, you know, and kind of coming back to your question of, you know, you know, what does that support look like? Well, I, I'm extremely fortunate. I, you know, Heather's family lives here in Cottage Grove, her sister and um, her mom and dad. And they're, I mean, they're an amazing family and still very much involved in my everyday life and supporting the kids. And that's not going to change. And then both my parents live here in town and they're involved and my brother, uh, brothers live locally. So I'm so fortunate to have the support I do around me. And then just kind of taking it into a bigger level is the community of Cottage Grove. Like we chose live to live here for a reason and the support from the community here is incredible. Um, you know, it's, it's this loss is a real personal thing, right? But people know about it and are always coming up and trying to figure out ways to support me or the kids. And so like, I am blessed and um, fortunate to have my parents, Heather's parents, and then just to live in Cottage Grove. Like, it's just, it's a really an amazing town. Um, and a lot of people in this town are just filled with kindness and empathy and want what's best for for my kids and all kids here and, and families. So yeah, we, that's, I'm that's the cool thing about being involved in the education world is that it really mm -hmm. creates, it gives you a real sense of community, unlike almost anything. I mean, you know, anything, in, at least in the public area, uh, you know, I, this last two years, I mean, I can't imagine what your family went through in, in 2021 for this to hit, uh, you know, because these last two years, I mean, there's been a lot of loss and I know that it never gets easier, but I, I wonder if, if all the COVID stuff and all that, all that stuff made it, made it more easier for the kids to put perspective on it. You know, because and, and, and time will tell, you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, it's so fresh, but because we're constantly talking about loss. And I think that that not that there's any silver lining, there's not. But I think that there is this sense of uh, an understanding of loss and death more than we used to have, because we had this just illusion like that, that it's you're going to get your 75 to 85 years, you know, and all. The, and and it is never true. You know, you know, like there's cancer is not new, you know, but. But uh, I was, I mean, it, it you know, it, I, I wonder because I know a lot. I mean, I did a podcast episode with uh, a friend of mine who lost her dad with, co when, you know, to COVID pre-vaccine, pre, I mean, pre-prevent, yeah. pre-masks, yeah. you know, you know. And so there's just well, been I, so much loss. I think my kids and all kids, I mean, they had to grow up real quick with real quick. a lot of like, heavy, heavy things. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's hard, but and it's out there and, um, and you have to talk about it and, um, acknowledge it and all of those things. I just think sometimes it's nice to know that you're not alone. Do you know what I mean? And so that when there's people that are dealing with maybe different situations, yeah. there is a sense of, of, uh, calming when it's like, okay, well, we're one of those families now that has to face this because we knew that this is something that people deal with and we care about everybody and, and. 
but now that's us and it's our time to step up and be there for each other. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, I, can't, I cannot imagine being that young and having to go through that. I mean, yeah. So yeah. now, you know, again, we're here to talk about the fund. And so what you had done is you created an endowment. Is this, did this start after her passing or was this something that she was, she was actually working on before? You need to know about Heather is like, she was on top of like everything. Um, I mean, that's what made her so remarkable is like, you know, she was amazing at her job, but she was just organized and had a plan and wanted to figure things out and just was, you know, had it all, you know, dialed in with things. So she was actually really involved with the endowment before she passed and kind of setting it up and what we wanted it to look like. And, you know, when we first started talking about this, it was about, you know, we, we had talked about, well, maybe we set up a scholarship in her name and we, you know, have some money set aside that we can then give a scholarship to a student every year, which is amazing. And hopefully we can do something like that too. But we just started talking about, well, how could we have a, even a bigger impact? And we started just brainstorming different ideas around it. And, you know, she was a high school swim coach um, at Cottage Grove High School. And like I said, she was an athlete here. Um, and I'm a, I was a coach for 17 years here at Cottage Grove High School. So we started thinking about extracurricular activities and not just sports like theater and, and band and all of those things. And you know, how could we have an impact? And so we started thinking about participation fees and what it costs to play a sport. Um, and not only that, like paying that participation fee, but if anybody out there knows, like when you play, play a sport, whether it's baseball or other sports, or you get, there's other costs involved, yeah, right? Yeah. So we just started thinking about what ways we could, you know, if we could eliminate the participation fee, what would that do for our family? Um, and so we came up with the idea of the endowment, like, let's try to raise enough money so that this endowment can make playing sports free for kids in Cottage Grove. So the family doesn't have to worry about that part. That participation fee is just taken care of and it's out of the way. And then, you know, if they had need money for other things or if they need support to try to get other things to play the sports with equipment or whatever else that they need, then they would have some extra money for, for that. So um, she was involved, she helped get it set up. Um, she helped brainstorm it all. Um, and this was like towards the end. Wow. I mean, she- was, I did not she, realize, I did not realize that these are conversations. And I, again, I, I think about this, April, we're, we're talking five months, like you said, I did yeah. not realize that these are conversations you had with her. That is beautiful. You know, that it's, yeah. that she knew that the, that this was going to be her legacy after she was gone. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. So, yeah. So what were those conversations yeah. like? I mean, this is, that's gotta be difficult, but again, that, that idle hands, like staying busy is, is, you know, wow. Yeah. We had a lot of really hard conversations. Um, but you know, her mom was involved with our conversations. We reached out to other people in the community to figure out how it all worked and we could get it to go. And, you know, she was, she was, you know, she approved of everything that we had set up, you know, and, and that, that was, that felt really good that, and it felt good to her too, to know that we, we had it all ready to go, um, that it was going to be all set up and she didn't have to worry about that. Um, so, um, yeah, pretty, pretty remarkable. Cause she, like even towards the end there, she was still just like thinking about, how she could help kids and help people in the community, which, you know, that's who Heather was. So the goal is to have every kid in the South Lane School District. Now that would be K through 12 is, or is it just high school still? Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. So right now, South Lane School District, um, kids can sign up like middle school through high school for sports. Like they have all the middle school sports and those when a kid signs up, it goes through South Lane School District. Um, and, and that's all the way through high school. And then there are other organizations here in town. Like there's, um, well, I'm, um, I'm going to screw it up. South, South Lane, 
South Valley Baseball and then South Valley Athletics. Like they're different organizations, but they're set up and they support our kids in Cottage Grove and they do a remarkable job, but they're separate sure. from the school district. So our hope with the endowment is that we raise enough money and we're going to start wherever we can. So the money gets invested into the Oregon Community Foundation um, and it gets invested there. And then we'll see a return every year on the interest. So we'll get a, a chunk of money back every year that we can figure out how we want to apply it to something. So it'll start small because we're trying to raise enough money and then it'll grow over time. Right. But we're going to figure out whether that's starting with one sport at the middle school or one grade level at the middle school. That's where we're going to start. Um, and then we're going to build from there. So our goal, it'll, it'll go kind of six through 12. And once we get six through 12 taken care of, and then, you can then we'll start reaching out to those other organizations and supporting them in every way we can. So um, that that's, that's the hope of the endowment and how it'll work. And so this is really fresh. I mean, like we had said, so, uh, if people are interested, they can go to HCBFUND, so HCBFund.org and donate. And then, yeah, I mean, once, you know, that's how the endowments work. Once there's a big enough pot, then the interest will then cover it every year. And I mean, this is going to be life's work for you. I mean, it's, it's going to be every year, every month, every, you know, there's going to be events and different things. And so, yeah. uh, I mean, I'd like to help any way I can. I mean, maybe down the road we can, anytime you have events, reach out to me and I'd love to help you get the word out. Uh, that's another thing I want to ask about what have, what have been some ways, uh, that you've been able to get the word out? Yeah. So can I share two kind of where yeah, we're at with yeah, yeah. Rachel so far? So we Absolutely. started in April right after she passed away. We started in April with the fundraising and, um, we just, I just learned yesterday, I called, um, the Cottage Grove Community Foundation who's helping us with the, you know, connecting with Oregon Community Foundation, but they updated me on where we're at. We're at $84,000 wow. that we've raised. Wow. Um, which is incredible. Um, we've raised $84,000. Um, our goal is to raise a hundred thousand in the first year. And then the goal after that is to raise $50,000 every year after that. And wow. so I think we're on target. We're on track to try to do that. Um, how have we been doing some of the fundraising? So this, the first part's just been, you know, we created the website, um, you know, through social media and people just out there donating to that. Um, but just kind of speaking to what is amazing about our community, there's been like our high schoolers last year, for example, in this, um, at the end of the school year, um, they wanted to hold a, um, like a volleyball contest with high school students and they just made all the proceeds go to the fund, um, which was amazing. So it was like another $800 there, which sure. is incredible. Yeah. Um, South Valley athletics, they're going to hold a three on three basketball tournament on September 10th here at Cottage Grove high school. And all the proceeds from that are going to go to Heather's fund. Um, we, um, Heather's being inducted into the Cottage Grove Athletics Hall of Fame this October. Um, and part of the evening is going to be a fundraiser for the fund for that. So there's, that, those are some of the ways that we, you know, are planning to do some of the fundraising and, and, you know, like with the website have already done our, our fundraising for it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, those events just have to be touching, you know, you know, when you're like, oh my gosh, all these people that are coming together. Cause I mean, that's gotta, yeah, uh, that's gotta be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. $80,000 since April, you know, and I mean, you started it. When was the actual launching of it? Technically it was like April, May, basically. Right after she passed, really. We had it, we had it set up and ready to go, um, like end of 
end of March, April, or first part of April, yeah. and then she passed away on April 8th. So it was kind of just in place, and then people were able to donate right away to it. And this, I mean, the money, when you donate, goes directly to the to the fund. It's not, this sure. isn't, a, I'm not trying to not go fund me, but this isn't a GoFundMe, you know? Like, this is a, right? So this is an actual fund. And you can yep. see the transparency from the website. I mean, for anybody that wants to look, again, I'm going to say it a bunch, hcbfund.org is where you would donate. And I mean, there's a lot of uh, stories and, and pictures of Heather and stories from 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 students and, and people that she's touched over the years. So, I mean, Garrett, this is really cool. And th I mean, it's something that that, you know, it's it's a remarkable story and it's a remarkable story of resilience. And, and like you said, <laughs> this is the beginning. I know that the holidays are really difficult. Mother's Day is really challenging for me. Uh, I have, a, you know, I have a stepmom and that is is good but it also has diff weirdness when i when i not having right. my mom you know and because i'm, I'm like i want to make it's not about me mother's day it's about her and so i reach out to my stepmom and then when i hang up i'm like i love her so much but it hurts not having my mom you know and i mean we've already hit some milestones like you know our birthdays all happened since you know she passed away and all of those things are just really hard <clears throat> um one of the things that was really cool, just a little side story, but like Heather and I loved um, music. Like when we first got together, we went to concerts like that. We just loved going like to music concerts every summer. We would figure out different concerts to go to. And we always said we wanted to take our kids to concerts and get them to have that experience and love music and all of these things. And so after she passed, um, you know, one of our favorite groups was Coldplay. So I was like, we're going to go to a Coldplay concert. So it was like a month after she passed away, but we all got on an airplane and drove, uh, flew down to San, uh, Santa Clara, San Francisco area and saw Coldplay in concert with the kids. Um, and then we're like, the kids loved it. And they're like, let's keep going to concerts. So we've gone to like four concerts over the last two months. We saw Coldplay, um, a group called AJR. I'm not sure if you know who AJR is. And then Jason Mraz and the Lumineers all in the course of like, you know, two months. But like going, like they say music, like heals the soul, right? Like just being there with my kids um, at those concerts, experiencing the music that Heather and I both loved, like super cool. So like, you know, you're talking about milestones and doing those things and trying to live life and going out and, you know, having those experiences with my kids have been really good for us. Yeah, that's awesome. We have a comment from, a, from, a, uh, from our audience. It's from Pocket Zeus Media, which is actually one of my sponsors. Uh, Dave, he says, love that. There's something about people who are able to think about making in the future better. Cool to hear who Heather was or is. Someone is so organized in that way. What a great business model for the situation. What an awesome program and purpose. So touching and concerts are so powerful and healing for sure. So he's he's a keyboard warrior dropping comment after comment. Shout out well, to Pocket you. Zeus Media. Yeah, thank you so much for watching and, and for leaving your comment. Uh, yeah, so I mean, again, we're going to get out of here soon, but I want to make sure everyone knows go to hcbfund.org, read more about the story about Heather Cunningham Bridgens. Uh, you know, $84,000 in four or five months. That's incredible. I'm really proud of the work you're doing, Garrett. This is really, thank you. this is really cool. And thank you so much. I mean, I, it was for coming on. I mean, it was really cool to talk to you and, 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 uh, when I heard this, I was just like, that's a no brainer. And we made this happen quick. We talked about this like a week ago, you know, so I know. Well, and I just want to say a testament to you and the show and everything you do and your platform, just like, thank you. Like, yeah. thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the work that you do to tell everybody's stories. Um, I, 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 we appreciate it. Um, you know, Heather's family, who's really involved in the, in the fun too. They're just really grateful for the opportunity to come on anywhere we can. We want to tell yeah. Heather's story. We want to tell the story of the fund and the mission and the goal for that. 
um, and just being able to support kids in Cottage Grove. Like we want access. That's what it's about, right? We want kids to have access to extracurricular activities because we know the doors that that can open for kids, the experience that you get, the, the statistics behind kids who are involved in things in school, you know, they better grades and their better attendance and better graduation rate. And so it's like, we want just kids to have that access, right? And that's what the fund is set up to do is to help provide access for kids. Yeah, I mean, and it's so important. I played organized sports as a kid and it was it was my favorite times of life. I didn't play in high school and, you know, that's a whole different, I mean, it, I kind of wish I did in some ways, but I didn't because my brother had such a horrible experience in high school sports. But when you have a good supportive group of people that are, that are doing it for the right reasons, then it's not that, you know, and it's really rewarding. So like that volleyball team that stepped up and they were, they were raising money and they don't even want anything from it. They're putting in all this work and then they're like, there you go, you know, and so awesome. So cool to see people come together and support each other in the community. And thank you for saying about that, about my platform. That's what I try to do. Stories of the underrepresented Lane County. There's very, very little money exchanged. I guess if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can go to strpod.com. Uh, and, and donate to me. But for this episode, I'd rather, I'd rather that you go directly to the hcbfund.org and donate to the Heather uh, Cunningham Bridgens Fund. And so we're going to get out of here. Garrett, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a good day. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And we're going to end this with a song. Uh, I chose this song. It's, it's a song that we made way back in the day, uh, dedicated to our moms. Uh, so I thought it was a good fitting song. Uh, and this is a group that I was in back in like 2004 through 2009, The Clowns of Class. The song by The Clowns of Class. We're going to end this with a song. This is the song, Turn the Lights On. On your faces, see the mark of abuse. Oh, how it feels to be snowy. Was your beautiful, underrated creation. Turn the page on those who've 
disrupted your heart, my favorite part.